welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is our friend Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, you can find Ryan on Twitter or X. Um, he's Arnold underscore at Movies. And he's also on Letterboxd uh, with the same handle. Um, and he has a website, ryanarnoldreviews.weebly.com, uh, where he writes reviews. So you should definitely check those out. And we have all seen Dune 2, and Matt's going to tell us about it. Yeah, so Dune Part 2 is the follow-up to Dune Part 1, which came out in 2021, directed by Denis Villeneuve, and starring Timothy Chalamet as the title character, or the main character, Paul Atreides. So, I, I normally we try and just do our own little plot teaser on this show, but I'm going to be honest with you, I'm... My head is spinning at the thought about that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you the Warner Brothers Pictures uh, description of it that's on imdb.com. So, Paul Atreides unites with Shani and the Freeman while on a warpath of revenge against the conspirators who destroyed his family. Facing a choice between the love of his life and the fate of the known universe, he endeavors to prevent a terrible future only he can foresee. That is your bare bones <laughs> outline of the story. There's a lot more happening, but um, yeah, that, that's that's the general gist of it. It's a based upon the um, Dune. Both this movie and and Dune 2021 are based on the same uh, novel by Frank Herbert uh, called Dune. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to hand it over to you, Ryan. What what, what are your thoughts on this? Um, <clears throat> this is just a uh, incredible movie um, made by Denis Villeneuve. Um, it's a masterclass of, um, uh, technical scale and visionary achievement. Um, just everything from it is just, uh, it left me in awe. It's just a grand scale with his direction and the acting. Um, I mean, it has a stacked cast. You have, um, Timothy Chalmaine, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin, Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, David Bautista, Christopher Walken. Yes, they do. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård and Javier Bodum. Um, it's it's just and everybody in it is pulling their weight. They do a fantastic job. Um, I saw it on the IMAX, and I believe Matt Nash also saw it on the IMAX. And I recommend seeing this movie on the a IMAX if it's in your city or the biggest screen that you can see it on because it's just massive. Um, the score by Hans Zimmer is just, it will just blow you away. Um, and the sound design felt several times, just my body shake and vibrate because it's just, there's so much happening um, with the score, um, with the sound design. It kind of just really draws you in and immerse you into the film. Um, it is a very heavy science fiction movie. If you do not like science fiction or not really a big fan of science fiction, you probably won't like this movie. Um, you might, but, um, it is like heavy science fiction. Um, so, uh, you know, it kind of goes all in. Um, but it also juggles all kinds of other topics, um, religious aspects, um, false prophecy. Um, it juggles with, um, good versus evil, but also more complex than that. Um, it also has, in my eyes, for for this um, second part, it had a very tragic story to it. Um, I, I don't want to get into too much uh, spoiler territory, but it really 
gets into a, a darker territory, um, but it's also action packed throughout and just, um, it's just a grand experience. I had a lot of fun watching this movie and I am looking forward to watching it again. And I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. Well, I agree that, um, yeah, on a visual and technical level, this movie is amazing. Um, and as Ryan said, I would definitely recommend seeing it on the biggest screen with the best sound system that you possibly could. Um, cause yeah, the visuals, the cinematography, the production design, sound design, it's all top notch and it's all, all well worth going to the theater to see. Um, and you know, there, there is that long list of actors and they're all, they're all doing fine. I, I liked, I liked them, um, to an, to an extent. I thought Austin Butler was a, was an interesting addition to the cast and I thought his character was quite frightening and I loved the the kind of extended scenes where that character was introduced. I thought that was a very engrossing section of the film. Um, I feel like our lead, if I have a problem with the film, I feel like it's our leads. And I'm a big Timothy Chalamet fan and I, and I like Zendaya as well. I think they're both really great actors. Um, I just feel like their characters here are, are a little lacking and this kind of relationships that they have is kind of thinly drawn. Um, I didn't get a, a much of an emotional impact from that relationship with, that I think we're supposed to. Um, that said, I don't think the movie is totally without kind of an emotional impact. I, there were a couple of moments, particularly near the end, where I definitely felt some some things that the movie was going for, and I think it, it, achieved, um, it achieved that. So I, I, I just do think that kind of the characters among that long list of characters, there's not many that I really engage with and kind of root for. Um, and, you know, you mentioned Ryan, that it's a kind of a heavy um, science fiction film. And, and I would agree with that. One thing that comes out of that is I think some interesting kind of complicated and heavy themes that you might not typically find in a, in a film, like particularly like a big blockbuster Hollywood film. And I really liked that those themes. And I particularly like kind of, I think it's trying to make some points about religion and faith and um, using that as a means to control people. And I think that's something unusual that you, you typically wouldn't see in a blockbuster film. And I, I liked where that was going. Um, so yeah, I, overall, I, I quite enjoyed the film. I think just kind of on a human emotional aspect, it, it, it's a little lacking for me. Yeah, I am kind of the same. I'll talk first, though, about how it, it is a, a technical marvel, in my opinion. Um, I know that a lot of it has got to be, you know, digital special effects, you know, some CGI. I haven't, like, seen any behind-the-scenes stuff for it, so I don't know what parts of it all were, you know, uh, not real and what parts were. It feels very real. <clears throat> but that's the thing, yeah. It all feels very tactile, very real. And I got to give it kudos for that because, you know... I think it's a shame that I feel like so the early 90s were revolutionary for digital effects. Um, well, let me go back further. So Star Wars in the late 70s mm -hmm. and early 80s was revolutionary in special effects, but those were all still many of them using practical effects. Right. But then you came along in the early 90s and you had stuff like Jurassic Park or Terminator 2 Judgment Day, where those were those were CGI, basically, and uh, mixed with a little bit of model effects. But those just seemed very real to me. I was just blown away. Mm -hmm. And what's kind of unfortunate to say is three decades on, they're still putting out big blockbuster movies that 
use a lot of CGI that don't look real. Um, in fact, you know, I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to offend some people, but I keep seeing the trailer for Godzilla X Kong, and I feel like I'm watching a cartoon. Yes. When I see that, um, <laughs> don't see that trailer. But anyway, so yeah, <clears throat> coming back around to Doom Part Two, everything just looked felt looked and felt real, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of it wasn't. So yeah, definite kudos to them. It creates this world and it immerses you in it. And not not for a single moment did I think I, I thought I was really on this planet Arrakis, you know. <laughs> even though mentally I knew I wasn't. Uh, so that's great. I think the acting was really good. I mean, you know, Ryan mentioned a lot of the the actors that are in this, and I I think they all bring their A game, even if you know some of their parts are small or their parts are maybe. Um, there's not a lot there, kind of like you were talking about, Ashley. Um, I feel like, you know, Timothy Chalamet does um, what he can with the role, and I think he does a lot. I really like Zendaya in this. I think, um, I hope the viewers look at the events of this film through her eyes. Um, I think that's, a, that's an important perspective. Uh, and I don't hear a lot of people who have seen it talk about that. I mean, they may say like, oh, Zendaya, you know, she did a good job. But I think it's important uh, to look at the events of the movie through that character's eyes. Um, it was interesting. So I was really looking forward to the character of the emperor. Um, they talk about him in the, in, in Dune 2021 and he sounds kind of menacing, kind of like how, like in the first star Wars movie, they mentioned the emperor and he sounds like, Oh, this dude was like, you know, <laughs> pretty bad. Right. And then when he does finally show up in full and return of the Jedi, he's, you know, yeah, super evil and cackly and whatever. In this movie, we get to see the Emperor, and it's Christopher Walken. And, you know, I, I'm going to say, I haven't read Dune by Frank Herbert, so this may be very true to how he was written in the book, but I don't know. He's just kind of this, almost kind of a doddering old man. And you know that he has, he's been moving things like chess pieces, like, you know, in, in the first film, I mean, it was him who basically had House Harkonnen attack House Atreides and try and wipe them out. And so he's trying to move on. So he's a, he's a, you know, he's a planner. He's a manipulator. In the characterization of this, in this film, I didn't quite get all that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was maybe my only disappointing thing. Um, but otherwise, no, I thought it was uh, very well acted. It looked um, really well. Uh, it looked great. Um, and I'm, and I'm really happy that a lot of, uh, folks liked it. I do have some caveats, uh, but I'll, before I get into those, I'll throw it back to you, Ryan. Yeah, no, I, I like that you brought up about Zendaya's, um, character's eyes and her point of view. Um, cause that's something personally for me, I, I really took away from the movie and really seeing, um, the story, um, through her, her lens and, um, kind of broke with her character. Um, I don't want to go down spoiler territory with, um, anything else, but, um, staying within that, um, yeah, I, I, I saw what she was seeing and I, I think, um, I think in the story did a really good job of, of portraying that, um, Ashley brought up how it used a lot of deep and complicated themes. And you normally don't always see that in Hollywood movies, the Hollywood blockbusters, um, with, especially with the religious aspect and using the false prophecy and how you can use religion to, um, manipulate people and to control people, uh, to kind of get, um, power over, 
um, certain groups of people over certain groups of things or to get what you need to get done um, revenge wise. And the film does a lot of, the film does a lot of really good job with that. A lot of heavy uh, lifting on different types of themes and topics, um, which was, um, which was interesting to see and, and something uh, like a, a blockbuster like this. Um, it's not really like a, um, a good versus evil. It doesn't really have like distinct, um, bad, good guy, bad guy sides. It's kind of blurred and mixed together, mm-hmm. um, which makes it all more complicated. And I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, there's just a, there's a lot to say about this movie. Um, it, it's, it's massive, it's grand. And, uh, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to watching it again to see if I can pick up more things or, um, get something new out of it. Um, I am looking forward to it. It hasn't been greenlit yet, but I think this is going to be a success like the first Dune was. And I think um, Danae is going to get to make his third Dune movie, which would be Dune Messiah. Um, although he said that he's wanting to maybe do a, another movie first and then do Dune Messiah, take a break from this. But <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing um, his third uh, film to this story. Yeah, I think Dune Messiah, the novel, like takes place like twelve years after the events of Dune, mm-hmm. and so he he was wanting Timothy Chalamet to age a little bit before he makes the makes the yeah. next movie. Um, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully, if this one's a success, we'll get that film. Um, I'm glad you both mentioned kind of viewing this from the point of view of Zendaya's character because I think that's important, and the kind of the themes that I talked about earlier with you know religion and then. Um, kind of the corruptive uh, nature of power. That's another theme. I think those are really resonate most if you are kind of looking at the film through her eyes. Um, So, yeah, I think that's, um, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So this thing I'll say is my, my caveats on this are are more personal. Um, Sometimes I'll use the term on this show, your mileage may vary. Um, And I, this I, I don't mind certain sci-fi or sci-fantasy, you know, films or books, but this one it's not really in my wheelhouse. Um, it kind of reminded me of Lord of the Rings, which I'm always I realize I'm in the minority on that. I will preface this by saying I like the Lord of the Rings trilogy that Peter Jackson did. I, I don't dislike them. They're just not in my wheelhouse. Um, I like Fellowship of the Ring okay, but then once they kind of really get going with the fighting and the battles and the this and the that in, you know, Two Towers and Return of the King, ah, I can take it or leave it. Uh, and that's kind of what happened here. You know, this, this movie kind of, you know, especially in the latter half gets going on full throttle and, um, you know, it's very, you know, it seems to me almost kind of Games of Thrones-ish, you know, you have these houses and they're fighting and they're, and, I'm also someone who just never really got into games with Game of Thrones that much, but, um, that's, that's me. That's, and, 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 you know, it's important to know, um, and I think I even mentioned it in our last episode when we talked about driveway dolls, you know, as a critic, you are supposed to review the film that got made, not the film you wanted it to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and did it do, did the movie you saw do a good job at what it set out to do? And I have to say then, objectively, yes. Dune Part 2 did a great job, I think, what it set out to do. Um, so I'm not going I'm not going to ding it too much just because it wasn't my bag, you know. I, it will lose a few points only because, I mean, it's, you know, it's also there's some subjective personal taste here and it, it just wasn't my jam. But 
Uh, I think it did what it did really well. If I want to ding it on anything technical, I felt like a little bit of the editing threw me sometimes. Um, uh, The example I'll give is, and I don't know if this is, I think this is in the first part of the movie, but first half at least. But, you know, Timothy's character, Paul Atreides, he's still got to prove himself to some of the freemen. Um, And so they send him out on this like desert quest where they basically say, like, you got to go like this far out into the desert. And there's going to be like sandworms and a whole bunch of other like nasty stuff. And and then and if you survive that, you got to come back, you know, and and then you're cool. Right. Mm-hmm. And they send him out alone. Although Zendaya does go out and help him a little bit. But he goes out. And there's a minute or two of that. And then the next scene, he's back with the Freeman and they're like attacking um, spice vehicles, spice collection vehicles, and 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 stuff. And I I leaned over to you, Ashley. I'm like, <laughs> so is his desert sojourn? Is that over? And so that I think it was. Yeah, it felt like we skipped ahead. A while. Yeah, <laughs> quite a while. And, and there's a couple of other instances where I think with the editing, I'm like, I don't know whether there was a scene missing or a scene transition that maybe could have happened better. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they set it up to so that you were expecting him to kind of have a a little journey there and then a return and, you know, perhaps people would be happy to see him return, but we skip over all that. Mm -hmm. It's all just kind of assumed. Yeah. And honestly, this is already a two hour and 45 minute movie. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, but you know, and I mean, just again, on a personal level, there's a lot of, uh, men in this movie grunting and fighting and being (laughs) alpha males. And there's a lot of vengeance in this movie too. Um, and, like a lot of that is just not my um, again, not my thing. But that's that's a me. That's a me thing. Um, I, uh, I yeah. So other than that, I, I think I think it's 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 quite good. And as you mentioned, Ryan, I think yeah, definitely they're setting up for part three. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's a bit Empire Strikes Back in that way. <laughs> some things are resolved other things are left hanging so it's like yeah you're just For sure you know, definitely yeah you, you you know that like they're hoping to get greenlit uh mm-hmm. so and it probably will the weekend box office seems to be going pretty well for it mm-hmm. um any uh final thoughts on this ryan uh just two final thoughts um one the gladiator sequence that was in black and white with introducing Austin Butler's character. Mm -hmm. That was probably one of my favorite sequences um, uh, in the whole movie. Um, It's just really incredible, Um, especially the cinematography with Fred Frazier. Um, I think he has a good chance of uh, winning another Oscar for this movie. Um, He's definitely going to be in the competition next year, looking way ahead. Um, (laughs) But it's just just an incredible um, sequence um, between the fighting and the, the, the shooting of everything with the, the camera work. Um, it's, it's really well done. Um, and last thing, um, there was a lot of testosterone in this movie. Um, a lot of men grunting and fighting, but, um, at the, towards the end of the movie where they reveal certain things and they go certain ways, there were a couple times I remember hearing in my theater, there was like audible gasps of people of the direction that the film was going mm. and how dark it was kind of taking a turn. And I, and I heard my friend right next to me gasp when, when, during a, a certain thing that was said. Um, so I just thought it was interesting of how um, you could just see the, you could feel, I, I could feel the room a little bit of just the people seeing what's, what's coming out and the way it's going. Um, 
and the direction that it's taking, um, which I won't spoil, but um, you'll know when you go see this movie, um, which is why, you know, it, it deals with a lot of complicated themes. And I, I really liked that it, and I know the book took this direction, obviously, but I really liked that it has the, the way that it went. I liked that it, it, it did that. Um, yeah, it's just because uh, it doesn't, you know, obviously it doesn't start out that way, but then it, it, it morphs into that. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's dark. <laughs> yeah. I, um, it's interesting that you, you know, you both talk about how this movie has a lot of testosterone or is very masculine <laughs> and, and stuff. Um, that's all true. There's definitely a lot of, you know, battles that go on here, but, uh, I, I thought there were a couple of times where I actually thought in the movie that there were some one-on-one fighting scenes that seemed surprisingly short and truncated to me. Um, there's characters that kind of get their comeuppance and it just kind of happens really quickly. And I was kind of surprised. I feel like a, a, maybe a, a different movie would have drawn those out and um, played it more for the for the action. And um, I think this one has a slightly different focus. And um, I kind of appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So our theater was fairly quiet, um, which I don't know what that means. Maybe they were super engrossed in it. <laughs> but I do something you said earlier, Ryan, and kind of touched upon just now. You said like this. The back half of this movie is kind of tragic, and I definitely the, the word tragedy was in my mind last night after we left. I'm like, I said, this movie's a tragedy. The story's a tragedy, and I don't know how many people see it that way, or, or maybe they do. But I noticed during the back half when it got you know really violent and really vengeful, I noticed this guy in the row in front of us. There was like a lot of I would say college age and twenty something guys there in our audience, and this guy was amongst that demographic kind of nerdy wore glasses but he's kind of cute too but um when it was getting really vengeful like he like sat he leaned forward in his seat had this big grin on his face and was like kind of you know rubbing his hands together and i'm like what are you uh, okay um but i don't know i don't know what people take away from this and and what they don't so uh what would you give this out of 10 ryan i'll give it a 9.2 uh ashley I'll give it an eight. Um, I'll give it a seven and a half. Uh, so our score then is an eight point three, and that is Doom Part Two. And uh, Ryan, thanks uh, again for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, it's a it's a high profile movie special episode, so <laughs> I'm glad you could be here for us uh, with it. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.